0: Evening. Good evening. If you would open your Bibles to First Peter chapter (coughs) five. First Peter chapter five. How wary are we concerning sin? Now generally we don't really give it any thought. If you think about it, we don't really think about sin that much. And we don't even, you know, we don't really think about it until after we've committed a sin. And the only reason we think about it after we committed a sin is because we grieve the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Now, that's the nature of sin if you think about it. Remember in Genesis... God told Cain that sin was laying at the door. It crouches at the door. Basically, he was saying it's like a wild animal ready to pounce. It was just laying at the door waiting to to pounce on its prey. Now, what I want you to do is visualize a cat. You know, visualize a cat that that's about to pounce on something. Now, what's it doing? The cat will crouch down, you know, and then it'll, it'll start that swaying back and forth and that wiggling, you know, just getting ready and tensing up. Its eyes will dilate, its ears will go back. And what it's doing is, is it's, it's watching, it's waiting, it's looking for weakness. It's waiting on, if it's going to pounce on you, it's waiting on you to turn away where you're not watching it. And as soon as you turn away, it has the opportunity and it pounces. And, you know, if it's your foot, you're left to wonder what just happened (laughs) as the cat walks off, you know, and what's going on with the cat? It's pleased with itself on a successful Tokyo. <laughs> you know, it's pleased with itself. You know, it, it's sitting there, you know, just strutting as it walks off. But sin is the same way it waits to pounce, it looks for weakness. Yet, in the end, when you think about sin and the nature of sin, we let it pass. We are the ones that succumb to the temptation. It's our fault. It's our weakness. It's our falling to sin. So look at what Peter writes about this in 1 Peter chapter 5. Look at verses 8 and 9. Be sober and watch, for your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren which are in the world. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just give us an understanding into your word, enlightenment into your word, Lord, and just illuminate it and help us just to walk in it and apply what we learn tonight in our daily walk. And again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for the many blessings that you've given us. We just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have provided. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that cannot make it tonight, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling, Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon them. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with me tonight and give me the words to say and hide me behind the cross, Lord, and let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, look at what Peter is saying. The first thing he says is that we need to be sober. Be sober. Be clear-minded and watch. Basically, we need to be watchful and vigilant. So instead of having a flippant attitude about sin instead of not worrying about it until after we have sinned, we need to be clear-minded and watchful. Not wanting to fall into sin. Be watchful for the temptations that, that can come our way. And we are to do this because Satan, our adversary, Peter says he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Basically, he's going around like a hungry lion, an angry lion. A wild animal, pretty much. Remember that God told Cain that sin crouched at the door like a wild animal, basically. Well, who's the wild animal? Satan. Waiting there to pounce on somebody. So here, Peter is comparing Satan to a wild beast, a roaring lion that goes about wanting to devour people. Now, Peter also calls Satan our adversary. Now, think about that. What is an adversary? It's an enemy. He's saying that that Satan is our enemy. So, he is the enemy of all who follow Christ. He's the enemy of all who follow Christ. He tempts us. Waiting to pounce. Waiting to devour. Now, I want you to look at that word, devour. Look at that word, devour. Now, the Greek word that is used here for devour is also used in Hebrews 11.29 for drowned. And then it's also again used in Matthew 23, verse 24, and other verses as well, for swallow, or swallow up. It's the same word. So the word could mean drown, it could mean devour, it could mean swallow up. So what Peter is saying is that Satan wants to pretty much drown us swallow us up just completely cover us and stamp out our walk stamp out our testimony he wants to devour it he wants to devour us making us so ineffectual as Christians that we can't do anything that's what Peter is saying that Satan wants to do he wants to basically destroy us and make it where we can't do anything. And he does this, if you think about it, Satan does this through sin. How does he make this, the Christian ineffectual? Sin. That's how he does it, through temptation and sin. And he also does it by giving us the attitude... Of not caring. Now how does Satan give us that attitude? Pretty much. Through just affecting us so much. Through the cares of the world. Through all the things that we face. Every day, day in and day out. That we finally just give up. When we give up, where does that come from? It comes from Satan. It comes from temptation. It comes from just seeing everything that we see going on in the world. And we just get so overwhelmed we no longer care about it. So here we are not caring, not thinking about sin. And then what does that lead to? Not reading our Bible. Not praying. Not going to church not following the commands of Christ, and on and on and on. And pretty soon, we're devoured. We're swallowed up. Because that's what happens when we don't care, when we don't think about sin, when we don't read our Bible, when we don't pray, when we don't worship. Satan has already devoured us. Because we are now ineffectual. And he can do this through temptation. He can do this through sin. And he can do this just by attacking us day in and day out with the cares of the world. You know, if you think about it, if you're sitting there wondering why you have no peace, why you have no joy, why you have no contentment in Christ, it's because Satan has devoured you. He has already devoured you. And and what does Satan do after that? Well, remember that cat at the beginning of the sermon? He walks off immensely pleased with himself because he's devoured another Christian. Pleased with another kill, if you will. And you know, this shouldn't happen to Christians. You know, Christ gives us power to overcome the temptations of Satan. He gives us power to resist Satan. He gives us power over the world. When we are bothered by the cares of the world when we're attacked on all fronts, when we see all of this sin around us. That's the time that we need to be using the power Christ gives us through the Holy Spirit. You know, it it reminds me again, and I've said it before, it goes back to what this friend of mine once said, who's a, a minister. He said, we need to stand close enough to Christ that we see the nail prints in his hands and his feet that's close you know Peter tells us what we are to do you know he says that we are to resist Satan resist Satan and he says that we are to resist Satan through faith but James says something similar If you flip over to James chapter 4, verse 7, what does he say? He says first, he says, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, Peter tells us to resist in the faith. James tells us to submit ourselves to God. They're saying the same thing. To resist in the faith means that we are strong in faith. If we're strong in faith, that means that we have submitted ourselves to God. That we are doing the things that God has called us to do. So this is the same thing that they're saying. When we resist in the faith, when we are resisting in the faith, that shows our reliance on God. So to overcome Satan, we must submit to God. We must let him be Lord over us. Remember what I said this morning, that Christians, you know, we need to let Christ be Lord. The only way to overcome Satan and the temptations that he throws our way to overcome the power of sin We must submit ourselves to God. We must let Christ be Lord. Let him be Lord over us. What's another thing that we're to do? Well, to let Christ be Lord means that we are to separate ourselves from worldliness. Why does Satan tempt us? He tempts us through the world. He tempts us through worldliness. The world is cursed, it's evil. We're to give up worldliness. Because when we are worldly, when we're dipping our fingers in the world, we're opening ourselves up to Satan. We're opening ourselves up to temptation. We're opening ourselves up to sin. And there is a lot of things in the world that can tempt us. But if we are to resist Satan in the faith, if we are to submit ourselves to God, if we are to let Christ be Lord, we need to leave the world. And that's what John says in 1 John. We're not to love the world or the things in the world. And he's talking about worldliness when he says that the things that can lead us to sin. So to overcome Satan, we must submit to God. We must let him be Lord over us, and we need to resist Satan by faith. That means that we resist Satan through prayer. We resist him through studying the Word. We resist him through worship. We resist him through through witness, And we resist him through leaving the world, through submitting ourselves to God and letting God be Lord over us. And what that does is that increases our faith. It strengthens our faith, and as our faith grows, as our faith increases, we resist. And we're able to resist. But Peter also gives us something else here. Look at what he says in verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren, which are in the world. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished by your brethren, which are in the world. We also gather strength through knowledge. Now what knowledge is Peter talking about here? It's the knowledge of knowing that we are not alone in this struggle. Satan attacks all Christians. And knowing this should increase our faith and strengthen us. How? Because we are to also pray for those other Christians that are under attack. Because we should know that they are praying for us as well. You know, Satan attacks Christians all over the world and we are to pray for them and their strength to resist just as they are to pray for us and our strength to resist. And that should strengthen our faith. So to overcome Satan, to keep from being drowned by him, to keep from being swallowed up by him, being devoured, we need to stand on our faith. We need to stand on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. Samuel Rutherford once wrote, Believe God's love and power more than you believe your own feelings and experiences. Your rock is Christ, and it is not the rock that ebbs and flows, but the sea. Now think about that. The sea can represent our life. Now <clears throat> well, what do we know about the sea? It's stormy. The waves go up and down. It ebbs and flows. But in the center of that stormy life, there is a rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. And the rock will never move. So when we're overcome By just the cares of the world, when we are under attack by Satan, when we are tempted by Satan, when we're about to fall to sin, we need to turn to Christ at that time, our rock. And we need to stand on him because he will not be moved. We need to stand on him and get our strength from him because we stand on Christ and him crucified. He gives us strength through the Holy Spirit. He helps us to overcome when we're attacked. He helps us to overcome temptation. He helps us to overcome sin. But we are to stand on him and use the strength that he gives us. We need to stand on him and our faith must be in him. Because that's how we overcome sin. That's how we overcome Satan. We must stand on Christ. And in so doing, we resist Satan. And we resist him in the faith by submitting to God. Satan is waiting to pounce. Just like that cat that waits to pounce on feet. He's waiting to attack, waiting to pounce. He's laying there, crouching, waiting to devour. And only through Christ can we have the power to resist. Only through Christ can we have the power to overcome anything that Satan throws our way. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. Lord, I just thank you for the power that you give us to overcome. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time of invitation. If there is any that needs to make any decision, I pray again Lord, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Number 305. I have decided to follow